0: Hello and welcome to another episode of We Have a Microphone. I'm Hampton. I'm Michael. And uh, we still have this microphone. It's the same microphone we've had since the beginning of the show. Do you, Michael, do you know what year we started this show? Uh, 2014. Well, no. the last one I saw was 2015, uh, but it could be 2014, okay. and I didn't scroll back far enough, actually, oh. which is like a long time or one of the longest running. That's true. Podcast in uh, this apartment. Before cereal. Yep. Oh my gosh. Cereal really... Piggybacked off our success. What what drink is this, Michael? This is beautiful. This is a Queen's Park Swizzle. Do we have a picture of it? Should we take one? Sorry. Uh, We should take one. I'm going to do one because this is like pretty. It seems like a cocktail that was a lot of work to make, to be honest. And it was. It was? It's like this muddling. You have to muddle. Squeezing limes. For people There's. who aren't into cocktails, what is muddling? Muddling is where you put stuff in the bottle of a shaker, and then you use a like a rolling pin like thing to muddle. So you like push down and turn, so it releases the essence. Like you're a chemist. Exactly. You yeah, like a pestle it. and mortar. Yeah, you you smush it. It's the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first you muddle, and then do you have to squeeze any juices? You squeeze you lines. Squeeze? Do you have to shake this cocktail? You shake it. And I noticed it's with crushed ice. And you have to crush ice. This is like the most difficult cocktail out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus, sorry, there's the bitters on top. It's got a, okay, sorry, this is like a tall cocktail. It's got crushed ice. It's kind of red on the top. Uh, I'm guessing that's the bitters. And it green. fades into like a green, and there's like little bits of swirly yeah. things. So it's got mint, uh, it's got sugar, it's got ah. rum, and uh, lime juice. So it's mojito esque. Wow, wow, wow. Over crushed ice, and I think mojito has club soda. But anyway, it's delicious, and I feel like it's a very summery drink. Yeah, even it though is. it's not summer right now. Well, I appreciate you making this, and uh, we are on the waiting for the first episode of Game of Thrones for the season, the final season. We're, we're not gonna talk about that this episode, right. but this is a way to eat up the time slash make people anxious. So, Michael, you're our social media manager, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And did we have any questions this week or so, later well, listener we, responses? We last week we brought up that uh, nieces and nephew is an awkward phrase. Very awkward. Is there a gender neutral term? And uh, Carl Johnson, I don't know his Twitter handle, otherwise I would say at whatever. Earthbound kid is normally what he goes Okay. About. Um, responded and told us that it's nibblings, n i b l i n g s. Nibblings, nibblings. Like you're gonna eat them. And apparently, this is fairly. I think he gave a link and everything. It's fairly well regarded. Was a word. Nibbles. And then I think I actually read it somewhere separately, um, nibblings. giving credence to his claim. Nibblings. Mm. So we're weird. gonna go visit our nibblings. Right. And then I was I was gonna text my brother saying oh. Let's visit our nibble, And then I just couldn't do it because it sounded too ridiculous. So I think maybe that's the biggest hurdle for that word. Well, it sounds like if I were in an episode of uh, the fantastic television program Supernatural mm. and a character said, I'm going to go see my nibblings, I would think that they were some sort of swarm hive yep. children that are like nibbling. At, or an episode of like the first series of Star Trek. You know, oh, yeah. there's, the, a, there's the nibbling quibbles. Me- is it? What is it? The trouble with Quib- quibbles? I think called nibbles. Me- quibbles, nibbles. Well, any of our Trekkie friends will definitely write in about. Actually, if you know the trouble with whatever's, let us know, yeah. and we'll discuss Star Trek more next week. I think we've already. Yeah, what? Say, that's a recurring topic for us. I think what Star Beg- Trek, begging people to write in to write into our social media. to app. Act- Add us on TikTok You know some people are like, don't at me I'm like, no, definitely please at me I need the attention Yeah, I, I need to feel okay about myself um, But right before we were doing this In part of our pre-Game uh, of Thrones time We were playing one of our many, many board games And I realized we don't I don't think we've really talked about board games No, no, I don't, I don't think, think we have so. actually And we we own a couple Yeah Couple um, mm. everything from like card games to strategy games to party games to uh, yeah. one about the Cold War, which we've never played but started to play um, a couple of times. Uh, oh, Hempton's, Hempton's now. Now look in this drawer. Hempton is counting our board games, just so everyone's aware. Um, but recently, we got three pretty good ones. Um, one of which I played before called Blockus. Which is kind of like Go crossed with Tetris. Um, So you're trying to kind of like get territory in a Go-like way, but instead of using round single tile stones, you are using um, like Tetris-like pieces. I think it's for Go though. But Hmm. well, Well, yeah. Uh, How many board games do you think we have? Uh, (gasps) Fifty. You were very close. It was fifty-four. There you go. Yeah Um, Wow I keep a mental inventory of all of them at all times Yeah, that was really surprisingly close Um. Uh, We also got this great board game called Pantone The board Mm -hmm. game or something Mm -hmm. And it's really fun Basically they give you a bunch of Pantone cards And you... Like colour swatches Yeah, colour swatches And they give you some characters And you have to... You know, almost in a you know pictionary type way, create these characters. So it's like Santa Claus. You do like red, a little bit of white, red, black for the belt, and then like red and then black, so that it's like so it looks like. And just using these like cards that are big color blocks. So it's a it's a very challenging game. It's very fun. Hmm. Uh, I have been enjoying Blockus. Uh, we have a couple epic games like one's called. Uh, seventh continent mm. which has something like you should I mean google it if you're interested at all to get the actual numbers but it's like 2,000 cards or if it's not it feels like that many oh, it's just yeah. like piles of cards and each one of them has like different instructions on them and you basically it's kind of like kassan e that's just when like you're building out also Mage Knight you're like each card is a little bit of territory or land or an item and so you're like you end up building out this giant adventure game and it's collaborative. Uh, cooperative, sorry, not collaborative. And uh, What's the difference? I think a collaborative game is like when you're creating together mm. and cooperative is when you're two separate players okay. who are both having the same end, or mean, like, uh, goals. Okay, so Pandemic would be a collaborative game. Eesh. No, cooperative. Cooperative, yeah. And then, say, this build up or whatever that one... Yes Palette So we also bought A palette building game It's kind of like The opposite of Jenga So you build It's kind of like gen, Reverse Jenga Cross Tetris So basically You're given these cubes And you have them In a particular order And everyone has to Place them on a palette To make the most Condensed palette Possible It's a lot more fun Than it sounds Well uh, I think our audience Would find this interesting Yeah Because I'm sure More than one of them Are familiar with Computer science Packing algorithm problems mm-hmm. And there's basically a collaborative attempt to solve the packing algorithm problems. Um, which is just as much fun as it sounds. Yeah. Uh, also, the other night, I played for the first time Werewolf, which uh. is also known as a <laughs> mafia-style game. Um, and basically, the, 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 behind this, what happens is everyone gets a card or a roll. Um, some roles are people, and a couple of roles are werewolves. And basically, the goal of a werewolf is to kill other people, um, or survive the night without being killed by the villagers. Um, and yeah, basically, everyone looks, you spend the night, and then people accuse each other. Um, and I thought it was amazing, and hilarious, and it's really easy to tell who lies and who doesn't, and yeah. it's sound <laughs> like a bar camp attendee from 2004, oh, which yeah, would be was hilarious whole... to... A certain demographic that we have, uh, yeah. No, I, it was like it was a popular thing to do at conferences, like a get to know you kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, we played with some work colleagues. I never, I was very familiar with the concept. I had seen it played, but I'd never actually participated until this time. Which I, <laughs> so we were playing with coworkers, and I showed up, what a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I was coming in hot, as they say, from a drinks with the other co-workers and Michael and some other people were playing and I took a little bit of extra p- pleasure in kind of playing dumb hmm what? I don't know if you were playing dumb you just had a strategy yeah which was to like act like I had no idea what was going on and to go against whatever you- like so I used to play uh I guess, semi-serious poker. Is that a good phrase? I don't even know. It's really, like, in seri- seri- <laughs> semi-serious games. And, like, not in a nice casino, but, like, real people who play in the real world. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, misleading people hmm. is really important about what you're trying to do and achieve. And so I came in and- Everybody's having, like, a normal time. Okay, so then this is now Werewolf. No, We're back to Werewolf. Yeah. Well, so I, like, walk in and I join the game, and I'm just, like, I admit immediately that I'm the werewolf, and I say that I'm not. Like, I I give out all the information about what I'm actually doing in a way that makes it sound like I have no strategy, and I'm not playing by the rules, quote-unquote. It was great. It just was a lot of uh, very analytically-minded people, and they got very upset that... I, they didn't believe me And then did believe me And they're like Do you know the rules You're not supposed to say When you're the werewolf So basically Hempton came into this game That everyone I was enjoying people. And just ruined it For pretty much everyone I think uh, So that's what he's saying Oh that's mean <laughs> I didn't ruin it You just it. said You just came in And trolled everyone I did I Everybody enjoys getting trolled Yeah I, Okay sorry Well I won <laughs> <laughs> You did survive the night As a werewolf but then totally ruined my strategy when we were the two werewolves, and then Hampton's just like, saying, well, I'm a werewolf, and I'm like, oh, great. But I survived that time. Yeah, I think you did. So, I don't think I died. What? I, I think, think you think, survived also. Yeah. So it worked! Well. Because like yeah. if somebody's like, oh, me, I'm just an innocent town folk, and then everybody's like, well, you sound like a werewolf right now, and so if you just say I'm a werewolf, hmm. then... People don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like they actually don't throw suspicion on you. It's a really interesting bit of human psychology that if you admit to something, you're the you're the least you're thought to be the least targeted person. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very strange. Um yeah, that was fun though. Yeah. It's a fun game. I'm sorry I ruined it. Um the games oh yeah, we started playing Splendor a lot, which I really like. It's kind of like a very... Fa- oh, it's like a quick t- oh, a quick um, game. It doesn't take as long as... I think Seventh Continent takes maybe days to complete. Splenda is like 15 Splenda days. is a Sweet and Low or Splenda? Yeah, exactly. It's Splendor. Splendor. Like For, Endor. Well, there's a real sugar thing called Splenda. Mm-hmm. So it could be playing Splenda, which is where you like stack. Oh, that's a, that's a thing. Stacking, it is in, yeah. stacking Splenda. Splenda. yeah no so splendor is uh it's good it kind of uses poker chips basically yeah which is what i like because they feel nice in your hand i know that's really weird but it involves uh mathematics buying things compounding interest but it's not like it's not like uh puerto rico or one of those like things i think it's a little easier than that way easier yeah i don't i think those resource buying games can get a little bit yeah, this is like a really simple resource-buying game that yeah. happens, like, it only takes like 10 minutes to play a game. Yeah, um, So you can kind of restart and do it again without, yeah, some of the other ones. It could be lots of, a million little pieces and everything going around. Um, oh, I really like Ascension, which we haven't mm-hmm. played that much recently. I think I burned Michael out on it, but uh. it's kind of like Magic the Gathering, except you don't have to go out and buy all sorts of really expensive sets it just comes mm. with what you need to play because um, that was my thing with magic that i've never got into i feel like and i wasn't into it in high school and i feel like i missed the boat then mm. which is when i read all these like really expensive cards and it's such a it's clearly a scam from that perspective that they like you just go buy decks and like hope that you got like the yeah. good card like it's got that whole thing. And then you sell like the best cards on eBay or whatever. Oh yeah. It feels very like I don't know. It pretty feels like subtle. Yeah. And I know love, people love it and you know, um, you know we've been to weddings where it's been a part of the, the wedding. Like the data guy was like number three in Canada for magic. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I ever told you about it, but, No. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um So, but yeah, Ascension is basically similar game mechanics, sort of, but, sort of, but everybody starts out with the same hand, and it's all in the box, like there's no extra stuff required, and it doesn't take that long to play, maybe like 30, 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it made me understand the genre a little more, because... yeah, because deck Apparently they're called deck building games Oh, I haven't seen so that, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that one. deck during them that one, Yeah, no, that one's fun I like that one uh, It's It's got really funny, like I feel like that whole RPG subgenre of, like, weird fantasy with, like, everything's an artificer or a construct mm. or all those games have this, like, weird language that ultra-nerds find very comfortable and then Every literally everybody else on the planet has no idea what they're talking about. And I think also, yeah, they have amazing names, So there's something called like a ravenous gonf and the like lunar stag and stuff like that. Is the ravenous gorf? There's definitely a lunar stag, you're correct. Yeah, right. the ravenous gormf is like a giant toad like creature that eats other cards next to it. Yeah. See? I've been paying more attention than you think, apparently. You're a pretty good player. Uh, and then our other main genre is like trivia games. Yeah, I feel like some trivia um obviously. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed, so growing up, Trivial Pursuit was like mm-hmm. the biggest trivia game, but they don't seem to update. You no, know, the last version of Trivial Pursuit was the two thousands edition. Yeah. It's absurd how far off and they are. I feel like I would be way more into buying a new deck of trivia cards every oh, yeah. year or something like that to just keep totally keep it refreshed. Um, so now we play a lot of Wizard, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And the other good team one, or sorry, party game almost, is Wits and Wagers, which oh, yeah, is a, a lot of fun. It's a good family one, like, because you don't need to necessarily know the trivia. You so, just need yeah, wits to... Wits and Wagers, basically, it's always hard to describe, but <clears throat> it is a wagering game where everybody makes a guess to what the right answer is so the question might be uh how many board games do we own Mm. except it would be like written by a professional and not about us And and they're always numerical yeah they're always numerical so it's always a number in the end uh or even in the beginning uh so it's always a number answer and something you would guess so like what year was the 14th amendment done and everybody writes down a guess and the trick is you don't actually have to be correct you just have to bet on the right answer, knowing what everybody else guessed. So for example, if the question was what year was the fourteenth Amendment, I'd probably bet on how Hampton's dad. Because, you know, he's a lawyer, he likes history, he probably knows this kind of thing. So I would put I on, bet my, on you. Ah, I don't know any of my amendment years. But I think um, you know better than he does. Well, I bet on how. Okay. Yeah. Um or for example there was a British year question like what year was Margaret Thatcher? Um, What year did she she become Prime Minister? 83 79 Ah Um, But everyone Put their money on me Which was good Because They were right (laughs) Yeah Uh, Yeah but it's it's nice Because it's good like uh, It's not quite a party game It's Because it is a game of skill Mm. Like other party games I don't know more? Yeah it's not like Hot potato Or whatever it's called Yeah right Yeah Yeah I mean Yes Uh, But I think it's It's really like it's really good because it's somewhere between trivia, so some people get to feel good about what they know and what they don't know, and then it's also not as um, strenuous as somebody feeling stupid, right? Right? Like nobody needs. Well, unless you write a really bad number, like seventeen twenty for Margaret Thatcher. Oh my which god, which occasionally happens. If yeah, you're right. like, and oh. the, sorry, the last time we played, it was uh, with Hampton's family and me and my sister-in-law, who's who was a nurse, who is a nurse. Um like me and her both put down for the like f- when penicillin was discovered like 17 something and everyone else was like 1919 1910 all this kind of stuff and we both felt pretty stupid because we're the quote unquote medical ones in the family. We were wrong, right? Way wrong. It's like <laughs> post-World War oh, yeah. maybe just no, pre-World War One, post-World War I post-World War I pre-World War II yeah um, so I felt really silly about that one it's okay but yeah anyway that's a fun one well. <laughs> it's a fun one um, and then yeah the other really good one I like is the haunting of no the betrayal of that House it's on the really Hill like it's called betrayal at house on the hill betrayal at house on the hill and it's a fun like basically it's scooby-doo you're exploring this house you uncover tiles to explore more of the house and then like halfway through the game someone turns evil and it's different each time as to what happens and then basically it's the rest of the folks versus the one who turned evil are in a battle so it starts out collaborative no, it starts out cooperative and turns yeah. collaborative. I guess is that the distinction then? There's not a lot of collaborative games, to be honest. No, but like we're saying, one is like everyone's exploring with their own thing, and then it turns into
1: something more together. collaborative
0: at the end because you have right. to be like, how are we gonna beat this? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like truly collaborative games. There's not a ton. For what I think of as collaborative. Yeah. Because you have to be able to openly share what you're trying to do with no advantage. Yeah, but then Pandemic is like that. <coughs> yeah, I think that one's really... Maybe they're not two separate choices. Maybe you could be both. Maybe. I'm just you to get water. What um... <laughs> other good games? We don't have to continue talking about games. I don't know. Okay. What talk about before? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is going on. Nothing's going on in our life. Uh, we already talked about Brexit a lot last time. Yeah, oh, I guess we give an update on that. Yeah. Just did, to uh, get a totally different audience. Yeah. The deadline's been extended to October 31st. So October! Everyone's pretty weirded out by that. It's the um, spookiest month. It is the spookiest month. Was that, Halloween? Um, well, October 31st is traditionally referred to as Halloween. I don't know, um, I don't remember what day of, of October it is. <laughs> it's the last day, um, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's fun. Um, other than things that are exciting. Was that, was that like, do they do that on purpose? I don't know, it seems like a very dry, um, bureaucratic organization. Like, the EU could do it, or something. I mean, Europe doesn't generally celebrate Halloween. No, yeah. no, I mean, not as much as the US. But the UK invented it, pagan stuff. But then I always imagine that it happened elsewhere, right? What? Like the pagan stuff? I have no idea where Halloween comes it's from, apart from like vaguely pagan. I have no idea why it was that. It's definitely British Isles. Hmm. Um. Definitely, 10%. Well, All Hallows Eve. But then that's that's Christian. Just calling it All Hallows Eve, right? Because then you have All Saints Day or whatever. Yeah, but it's one came first. It was a spooky one. You called it the Eve first? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, I did look this up. Or was it Ireland yeah. that had it first? It could have been Ireland. I, think it, it could be I think it was the Celts. Gaelic, yeah. Gaelics, whatever. Yeah. What's the difference between Celt and a Gaelic person? I thought the Celts were like a tribe or a group of tribes in more the, like, than the British Isles a while back, and I thought Gaelic is now, like, a more modern term for historic stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I already we, embarrassed myself sure. lack of... We are experts here. Uh, yeah. European knowledge last time. Um, well, because we were in Ireland for... Howl- yeah, for we English were. Here. Halloween, yeah. I don't remember just... looking up. It was, like, the... Oh, it was Irish. Then. Well... Yes. Samhain, or however. Samhain? Okay, we're talking about two unseasonal things now. We need to go back. It's like... Yeah, we're like... Are we... Oh, how far are we from anti... Anti... Halloween. Halloween, are we? Uh, Not too far. I think anti-Halloween is April 31st, right? Wait, there's no April 31st. (gasps) That's the spookiest thing of all. Yeah. Sometimes we like to talk about anti-dates. Yeah. It's on the opposite side of the year from where you're at. And so we're about to be furthest from halloween which is very scary for us is it the least scary or most scary i don't know i'm excited they're announcing all the halloween houses for universal studios halloween horror nights which if you (laughs) know us at all is one of our um favorite things our many nerdy things that we enjoy yeah the creative process that goes into what they create like no the creative process that goes into what they create Yeah. Okay. The effort that goes into what they create? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to stand by that. Okay, okay, okay. I enjoy their creative process and what they create. Okay. People have a creative process who don't make shit. It's true. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that they make something that thousands and thousands and thousands of people enjoy, Mm -hmm. and they are incredibly interesting, and they do a fantastic job and spend a lot of money on it. So, basically, people don't know, and I think actually, surprisingly, not a lot of people know, um, the theme parks in the U.S., the, or at least Universal does in the U.S., plus some secondary. Uh, and I think the U.K. has some pretty good ones. I'm not sure what other countries. Basically, if you celebrate Halloween, you have these. Uh, and they hire a lot of creative people to create. Yeah, Michael. What do they create? they creations? <laughs> They create mazes Creative that creations Creative creations That you walk through And each one's Specifically themed And they rebuild them Every single year So not rebuild them They build a new one Every single mm-hmm. year So like At Universal Studios Florida There's 12, Ten? 10, uh, 10 yeah, mazes yeah, That yeah. If you walk through it At a brisk-ish pace Take Five Six minutes To yeah. walk through um, Which is like a decent walk that every foot is some brilliantly designed beautiful looking room or set or character who's trying to scare you but they are like some of the most beautiful Mm. creative creations that have ever existed ever been created that's good yeah creative creations that have ever been created yeah by cretins by cretins cretins uh, and you mean French President Chrétien Wasn't that a president I thought he was, Canadian.
1: Oh, was a Canadian I was pro- I think he was a Canadian
0: President <clears throat> Prime Minister then. Prime Minister Sorry Yeah I Maybe I don't know Chrétien Oh man Who knows uh, There is no way To find this out uh, um, As you can hear Hampton typing In the background um, So Chrétien Van Campen is a Dutch author. Don't oh, think about that, that guy. Kretien. Ah, Jean Kretien is... He's Prime Minister of uh, Canada. Canada yeah. When? 90s? Yeah. 93 to 2003. Wow. That's a long tenure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't we, live there during any of that, so I don't really know. Yeah. So the, that was an education for us all. Apart Paul, from me. Paul Martin was the... Or Martin. I think it was Paul. He was the next part Minister. When you were in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. When I was there. Not to brag, but they let me in the country of Canada for like oh. a hot minute. Paul Martin did, specifically. He did. Chrétien. Did he would not. Would not have let me in. Oh, he was, a, he was not a nice person. I don't know. I'm sure he was a fine person. Oh. Oh, sorry. When you said he would not have let me in, I thought that meant like... I just don't a, know him. I don't him him know. I don't know her. I don't know her. Okay. 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 Apparently he's still alive. Good for him. I saw, it, I saw the other day that Jimmy Carter is still alive. He and is. And I thought he was old when he became president. He was. But he's still older, yeah. apparently, today, than mm-hmm. he ever has been. Um, and tomorrow will be the same. Well, dude, if you just jinxed Jimmy Carter... People are going to be so pissed. They will be really pissed. Uh, no, I really like Jimmy Carter. Oh, you know what I did learn if we're talking about American presidents... So, Gerald Ford and Bill Clinton had a spookily similar first few years of life, which I didn't realize What do you mean? I mean, the both of them, I, I don't remember what Gerald Ford's surname was when he was born But basically he was called, like, Leslie Lynch something junior Um, and Leslie Lynch King King! Leslie Lynch King Jr., is the name of Gerald Ford at birth, and basically his like dad and his mom divorced, and then so it was really really early, like three days after Gerald Ford was born, and then he his he basically took the name of his uh, stepdad, um, who was Gerald Ford, and then he became Gerald Ford Jr. Who so must have done a pretty good job with him being president. The stepdad, I guess, but. The next story is very similar, but less cool. Oh because, no! Um, Bill Clinton was born like William Blythe the third, and his dad died like before he was born. So like three weeks or something before he was born, his dad died, or his biological father died in a car accident. And then Bill Clinton's mom, biological mom, married this guy William Clinton, who is a terrible asshole, and like be uh, be his wife and. Terrible things And uh, Then Bill Clinton Changed his name From Blythe To Clinton So both of those presidents Were born with different names And then took their stepdad's names Because they're um, Yeah It was very uh, It was very weird Parallels there um, But they were both president Oh even weirder uh, His Parents married uh, in Wait, Clinton Cl- or uh, Blythe Blythe married yeah, His mother Um, but it was bigamous, because Blythe was still married to his third wife. So even Blythe, his genetic Uh, father, was on his third... His fourth wife, then. Wow. And hadn't actually divorced the third one by the time he married. That's pretty crazy. Um, and then both of them took their stepfather's last name, um, later on in life. I think Ford was maybe, um... Like 20 or so When he went from King to Ford And then Clinton was maybe like 15 or 16 When he went from Blythe to Clinton Even though both of their moms had been married to their Stepdads for a while at that point Anyway, I thought that was interesting Oh, what a happy story Yeah, well they both became president Um I think the thing I think about being president That would be the hardest is you're just like Well So that was my life Yeah yeah, I mean it's cool. It's I mean it's great. You like did it. You get a library, as I learned from Veep. <laughs> you um, get a library, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then you're just like, well, I guess, guess I yeah. Done it's it. all downhill. Nah, then you just like do speaking engagements. But for what end? Money. Yeah, money's fine. Well, actually, Jimmy. Car- this is why Jimmy Carter is kind of cool. Because he's done, like, he's done like yeah. Habitat for Humanity and, yep. like, all that shit. I mean, that's really cool. Well, okay, wait. You remember that? Wait, is it Habitat for Humanity? It was. Okay, okay. Who built a home for those people who are pretending to be, you know, oh, what's it called? <gasps> oh, yes. If you haven't seen the documentary on HBO called Mommy Dead Dearest or Death Mommy Dearest. Or... Yeah, and then there's also... There's the Hulu called the the Hulu series called The Act with like Patricia Raquette, maybe, and uh, some ingenue, like I can't remember her name. Anna Sophia Rubb? Chloe Seveny. Chloe Seveny's in the act? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, but it's a, a wild story about a uh, Munchausen's by proxy. Or Joey King. Joey King is the kid? Yeah. Uh, it's a crazy story about Munchausen's by proxy. Which is a psychological disorder whereby you need to make... Like, Munchausen's is where you need to pretend you yourself are sick um, in order to get attention. Uh, Munchausen's by proxy is where you make someone else sick. Or make someone else appear to be sick in order to gain attention. And it is an absolutely wild story. Um, Truly. And Jimmy Carter built their home. And Jimmy Carter uh, was complicit in this scheme apparently cause oh he's gonna help sick families yeah ugh stop trying ugh. just kidding oh man. it's such a gross story it really is a gross story like this mom would like shave her kid's head feed her like poison and stuff yep and with doctors and stuff yeah a made her eat through a feeding tube like into her stomach and this guy was healthy um yeah, yeah. Need yeah. to take a shower. I know, you know, I know, right? It's just, just like the gross. I think we watched Finding No Leaving Neverland, Leaving Neverland, and Mommy Dead Dearest or whatever in the same weekend, and it just felt so gross, so gross. I think it was the most fun. Could've I was been... like these, this, these stories speak to me, Michael. Yeah, they truly speak to me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, on that note. I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Mm. Um, Michael, any parting thoughts? Um, you should watch more True Crime and <laughs> uh, invite us to your next board game night. Yeah. We will show up wherever, as long as you're paying the expenses. Plus a booking fee. Oh, yeah, a booking fee through our agent um, at Earthbound Kid. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> sorry, Johnson, Carl. Our agent. Yes, talk to Carl Johnson of Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, he will he will arrange our bookings. <laughs> uh, well, my final thought is uh, maybe we should buy more board games. Mm. Let's go do that. Let's do it. Right now, what time is it? 8.30. In New York, that means all the shops are yeah, still open. Yeah, still good. Yeah. Ready to go buy some. Yeah. Maybe it'll be complete at the end of this. But to the audience, yeah. will you...